This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Dr. Agar, did you want to give the testimony you just gave? Of course not. And why is that? Because I care about my clients. Is it possible that you didn't want to give it because it's not true? No, it's not possible. You couldn't possibly have been pressured to give false testimony against your wishes. No, I couldn't have. Have you ever been pressured to do something you didn't want to do by a client before? Let me rephrase. Isn't it true that you released a client that you cared about from rehab for no reason other than you felt pressure from a different client who was actually paying the bills? Dr. Agard, you are under oath, and if you will not answer, I will have a judge compel you to answer. Yes. And did this person die of an overdose less than 24 hours later? Yes. So, if you let yourself be pressured when someone's life is at risk, what's to make us think you're not doing the exact same thing right now? Suits Season 5, Episode 6 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about privilege, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who's always cooking up for you a duck a l'orange. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I'm good, Rob. Thank you. Uh, hey, let's let's check your privilege, everybody. Episode <laughs> six of season five. <laughs> this episode is fun. I'm excited to talk it's about fun. it. It's fun. Yeah. Look, well, at least there was one fun moment. The moment that you just mentioned, the duck all orange of it mm-hmm. all. And I'm not talking about Donna reverting to a life of fraud because I am not going to mm-hmm. let that go without mentioning it. She didn't um, break I'm any laws. To- yeah. I'm not sure about that, but also Gretchen calling Donna out. That was fun. That was a good moment. Yeah. I'm I'm loving the Gretchen meets Donna because it's been yeah. several episodes since Gretchen got here and we've never seen them interact. This was nice. I'm glad the writers went there. That was fun. Yeah, and there was like some fun Donna stuff going on here in this episode. But I I have to start here with the Harvey and uh, Dr. Paula. And, you know, we had in the episode from yesterday where Harvey learns this story and I I was horrified when Harvey (laughs) then went after his therapist. I mean, like I I will say just like real quick, you know, I've enjoyed this storyline of Harvey with his therapist. But, you know, what are the chances in uh, this uh, little old town, Manhattan, that it just so happens that the one local therapist happens to also be the corporate therapist for this company that had nothing to do with Harvey and also Harvey Specter's therapist? She's the best in the business, Rob. And if you're not going to go to this therapist, where else what, are you going to go? Is it a, a one in a, a billion the shot? The best in the business, Rob. All the all the big shots go here. So, of course, this big company is going to choose this woman. But she wasn't, like, with all, with all due respect to all the therapists, like, it sounds like that she was, like, doing therapy for this entire company. She was, like, the company hired the, therapist and also Harvey Specter's personal therapist. The best in the business. If it's good enough for Harvey Specter, it's good enough for this company and all of their employees, it seems. Yeah, it's just who they contract with. Whenever they need somebody to go get some, uh, you know, mental health, op- you know, Is options. Is she they say, also the corporate uh, therapist for Pearson Specter Lit? 
It doesn't seem like it. So there's a moment where Harvey's like, how am I supposed to trust you if you could just give up information about me? And she's like, I, you know, I can't do that for you, Harvey. You know, this is a different situation than that, which was weird in and of itself to me, Rob. I've never heard of the idea that you could talk to a mental health professional uh, or your, your licensed therapist or whatever, and y'all to have this, like, this privilege where she does not get to tell your business to other people, but you could sign that right away because the company helped you sign up for it. And so mm -hmm. they help you... Sign up for it, but under the uh, like under the premise that if need be, they can use the stuff that you talk to your about your, uh, your therapist against you. I just I never knew you could do that. I, I thought like once you talk to the therapist about it, unless you broke any laws or like you know someone's right. dying or something like that, they really can't say nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I had uh, heard an interview with an athlete and the athlete was asked about like uh, mental health and going to therapy. And uh, the athlete was saying that like, well, like I'm not going to go to the one that like the team provides because they could use that information against you in contract negotiations. And I was like, boy, this uh, person is being like super paranoid. But here it is. Maybe they saw this episode of Suits. I mean, if you sign a waiver, the waiver is the waiver. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the company's, uh, he signed the waiver, but we're not going to do it. It's like, no, you signed that waiver. So I guess if you actually are reading over these documents, and this is a show about lawyers, so we have to assume at some point they start reading over documents. We know they don't read the bylaws. <laughs> uh, but I think that if you read over the document and it says anything discussed with this particular lawyer can be used against you, maybe you go get your own lawyer. Now, I, that's probably my question here. Why did this man go to the company appointed lawyer? You, I mean, um, therapist. I would have been like, okay, I've read that in the document. I don't want to sign the waiver. Maybe I just go get my own. Yeah, but I doubt it was like a waiver that, like, a, I'm sure it was like somewhere like buried in it's the fine print. In the in yeah, yeah, when you're signing like the terms of service for like any of these things, like I'm sure he didn't read that. Like, oh, by the way, uh, the company will have access to your therapy sessions if we ever need to. I once had to sign a document and I can't even talk about that, you know? And so I get it. But also like when I read the document over, I knew that I couldn't talk about it. So there you mm -hmm. go, you know, but I read the document over because I knew what I was about to sign. You know, I knew that, okay, this is about to try to shut me up. And so, uh, you know, it happens. Mm -hmm. I think that companies will put stuff into you the now. document. Yeah, I, I haven't shut up since, you know. And so maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something to that. Maybe that should have signed the document. Um, but yeah, I think that it's like that. It's like that sometimes they they put it in the fine print to where you're getting everything that you need, so you don't really have an issue with it. You know, if it's a dire situation, you're like, yeah, this is the quickest way I can get this help that I need. I sign it. Whatever. The I, what am I yeah. ever going to say that the company's going to be able to use against me? Well. Welcome to this episode of Suits, where if you say you felt guilty about something, they can try to twist that into you are guilty about something. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I don't have a real good sense of like this specific case uh, that was going on. Do you have a, a good sense of like the ins and outs of the person that Harvey is trying to keep out of prison? Uh, Yeah. So Dominic Barone called, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the guy? No, well, no, no Dominic, Bar Tull. Dominic Barone is with uh, the McAllen with, Motors. With uh, yeah. So that's on the other so, side. That's with uh, what Lewis and Mike are dealing with. So this is Sam Tully or Sam Toll. Mm -hmm. And uh, he uh, he shows up and apparently we've seen him in Harvey before. Do you remember the first time Sam Toll came up in suits? Because 
the last time they saw each other, uh, Harvey threatened to beat his ass. So, okay, so that, that I, and with the help of the great Suits Wiki, uh, I could tell you that uh, he appeared uh, in a previous episode, which was uh, Tricks of the Trade. Uh, that was from season one. I think they've gone back and I feel like they watched season one. It's like, and bring back every single person from season one. Like uh, people said yeah. it was just case of the week. Well, no, every, everything <laughs> that happened in season one was important. And so in uh tricks of the trade, uh, that was, let me see what was, what was going on back in, uh, in, in this case with uh, Samuel Tull. Um, Tully. Uh, with with Tully, I I don't know uh, that he was there, and uh, I I you know I, I feel like this was like the B story in that episode. Uh, Mike and Harvey work together to defend a woman they believe has been falsely accused of insider trading. Was this? Uh, meanwhile, Mike struggles to hide his secret from Rachel. Um, it, it, this isn't where his daughter is. Uh, Lola, is it? Uh, no, I don't think this is Lola's. <laughs> I don't think this is Lola's mm -hmm. dad. Uh, but yeah, there is a moment where basically Sam Tull, Sam Tull I can, I, the, the urge to call him Tully is just taking over. Uh, but Sam Tull. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, all right. So I think so. So, uh, so here's what's going. That do you remember the woman that was like got was getting busted for insider trading, uh, and that she was saying she was innocent, and uh, so uh, that Samuel Tull. I think this was was his this his company. Uh, I think so. Yeah, and Harvey's like, uh, just threatens to, to beat his ass as usual. You know, I think that's what it was. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the long and short of it, basically. Um, yeah, that was tricks of the tray, right? So that, yes. that is season. That is season one. Wow, that is crazy. Uh, yeah, they brought him back here, and they basically tell Harvey the guy whose ass you wanted to beat last time, he's back now, and. Uh, he needs your help. And so this is what we were talking about where we said that Suits characters can or cannot change. When they need someone, they always come back and Sam needs Harvey to fight for him because he said last time, Harvey was upset with him because he said last time uh, Sam Toll was willing to let that in innocent person go to jail. But now it's Sam Toll who could be the innocent person who goes to jail. And so now Harvey has to help him out. Yeah. Okay. So... In order to help him out, uh, you know, we end up getting involved with Dr. Paula, who Harvey walked out on at the end of the last episode. And it turns out that she happened to be the company appointed therapist for these people to talk to. And so uh, Harvey wants her to leave out in uh, the deposition that this man, Samuel Tull, was feeling guilty about things. Harvey wants her to point blank lie. He says, this man, Sam Toll is going to go to jail. And so if you aren't going to lie uh, on the stand, basically, uh, then why do I trust you? Why would I tell you anything? Why do I open up to you? Why am I even coming to you as a therapist? Why do you have a job? You know, like, why aren't you out here perjuring yourself and lying for people? Mm -hmm. Harvey's, uh, his moral compass is kind of... I screwed up at this point. Right? Don't ever remember a point where Harvey ever told a witness to lie and perjure themselves. Yeah, this one is way too personal for Harvey. He's like, I'm expecting you as my therapist to be willing to go to the ends of the earth for me and lie as well. Uh, it might mm -hmm. actually be like a reflection on some of the relationships he's had in the past where he wants people to go above and beyond for him because he would be willing to do the same for them, i.e. Donna. Uh, but here, yeah, he point blank tells her, 
If you're not willing to do that, then why are you my therapist? Yeah. Again, Harvey has lost it. Well, I think that Harvey was horrified with the story that uh, she told him. Like, I think that Harvey, like, I think that he was testing her in the last episode with the poker thing of like, okay, tell me the the worst thing you've ever done as a therapist. And, and I think that he wanted her not to tell him anything where it's like, hey, Harvey, I can't. You could torture me. I can't ever tell anybody something somebody tells me in here. And he's like, good. That's what I want to hear. But I think that when she told him the story about what happened, he's like, okay, well, that sucks. Uh, I'm glad you trust me. But, you know, mm, nah, you I might be telling you. my story one day. So, mm. see, and I didn't get that. I got from it was like he might have been like fishing for something to make him feel more comfortable. Yes. But I think once he heard what it was, he was like, damn, you know, whoo. You killed somebody. I wasn't expecting that one. Mm -hmm. I, I ain't never killed nobody. And so that's yeah. where he starts to look at her a little bit differently. But Need I do to think find whatever a new therapist. He, yeah, he's he's I'm sure he started looking. I'm <laughs> gonna find a therapist who hasn't killed somebody. Uh so yeah, I agree that Harvey probably had an ulterior motive when asking her that question. And it sucks because now we see what happens when you give Harvey the gun, right? Harvey's uh has been feeling attacked in therapy as well. And so now he's kind of got something to arm himself with. And so when Dr. Paula is brought in and deposed, they're asking her the very specifics about the conversations that she had with Sam Tall and how she, she's actually trying to protect Sam Tall. You can tell that she doesn't want to be there answering those questions. And Harvey calls her out on it, uh, you know, uh, with <laughs> under oath. He says, did you want to say these things? No. Did you want to reveal this information? Nope. But yet you, here you are revealing the information, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So tell me something. Remember that time you killed that guy because you didn't want you did something you didn't want to do? And you're like, whoa, that's that's a low blow. I was like, OK, Harvey, it's kind of nasty. Mm -hmm. I didn't love this from Harvey. Not going to lie to you. Rob. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, I couldn't believe he went there. Uh, he did. And then I also couldn't believe that uh, he brought her flowers and she took him back. It's the Harvey charm. He yeah. comes back like, all right. Come on. She's like, I don't even know how I'm letting you even talk oh, to me right now. He's not like, just that, Chappelle. He came back. He's like, hey, I need a favor from you. Right, right. First and foremost, I need a favor. I need you to do something for me. And she's like, after the way you just treated me and now you waltz back in here as if nothing happened. It's typical Harvey. He did the same thing to Scotty. Scotty's like, I love you, Harvey. Please love me. Pick me. Choose me. He's like, no, nah, I can't do it. But Scotty, I actually really need something for you. And Scotty's like, this is the last time. It's like, it's for Mike Ross. This is the last time I will help you. But we both know that's not true. Scotty mm -hmm. will be back. And so will Dr. Paula because she decides that um, she's going to do him a favor to help her patient. It's for the greater good. And so how could she not, right? Yeah. And he's going to basically get access to the files, even though they don't have necessarily what he's going to, uh, what he needs that he's going to bluff with them. That was not seen in this episode, right? We're going to have that maybe as either that we're going to assume this all got wrapped up or we're going to see that in the next episode. I think so. I think either we're going to see it again or it's going to be like, okay, it worked because all he needs is to have the folder so he can slam it on a desk and say, well, you used a bunch of files now I got a bunch of files showing that all these people be saying this I have stuff. right here right all here. the case files from everybody. They all feel guilty. Yeah, and they're like, you got us. How did we not check the other case files? Harvey, you <laughs> god damn it. How do you keep getting away with this? He's like, yeah, I'm good like that. But yeah, she gives him what he wants. Uh, and it is very weird, too, that Harvey is willing to, to treat people like this. But he says to her, and I think this is what really helps. He says to her, 
I didn't want to do that. I had to do that. Like you left me no choice but to do that. You think I it made me sick. It made me sick to my stomach to go that route, but that's what I had to do. You know, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says the only reason he didn't apologize before because if he knew that it would help Sam get out of prison, he'd do it all over again. And so again, Harvey is a crusader for justice, Rob. And if it takes picking on this lady in front of these people <laughs> and calling her out and hurting her feelings, it'll keep a man out of prison. And I do think that if you're ranking the transgressions here. Sending an innocent man to prison is a lot worse than Harvey yelling at this woman in front of people. Is he that innocent? Uh, I mean, I guess no. he's not. I mean, he, yes. he was ready to send uh, the other like insider trading girl to prison uh, back in season one. He's changed. Everyone's changed. Travis Tanner has changed. People mm-hmm. are changing, Rob. So. Dang, Harvey, get yeah. off their neck. Okay. All right. Um, sh- should we talk about what's going on here with uh, more Jack Soloff where, okay, McKernan Motors, uh, where I was really, I was surprised they got the man in black uh, back for this. Uh, Dominic Barone, again, going back to season one. I think that's season yes. one, episode two. Is that, it's, that's very early on, Dominic Barone. And uh, he mm-hmm. comes back for McKernan Motors. He has like an electric motor that they're trying to do. And so that um, he wants to make a deal with his friend. Lewis is a little perturbed because uh, Dominic Barone goes to Mike first. And so Mike is trying to figure out, is Lewis really just being petty? And uh, so Dominic Barone's friend doesn't want to do due diligence, just wants to make like a deal. And so they end up having to uh, look at some other alternatives uh, for uh, the... uh, they end up getting a, a little tied up in trying to, you know, figure out the terms of this deal with the electric motor company. Yeah, Lewis pettiness has come up in question before, but in this episode, it's very clear that people are expecting him to feel like, you know, you know, like very like reacting a very Lewis way, you know. Uh, but the new Lewis is not petty. He says, like, it's like he definitely does not get upset about things like who called who and who went to who first. But Jessica is really going to call him to the carpet on this one. Like, you know, this type of petty thinking that you be having is the reason why you have feuds with Scotty and Dale Hartman and Harvey and her. You know, Lewis is never, he can never just put things to the side and move forward. And so uh, that's going to be one of, I guess, the focal point of this whole case to me is that, yeah, Dominic uh, Barone, Mike and Lewis got their things going on. But Lewis really has to be a a grown up about this situation and let Mike cook. Mm -hmm. And so um, we get this uh, Japanese uh, motor company involved uh, that comes Tanaka that uh, comes as a recommendation from uh, Jack Soloff uh, as an alternative for the uh, electric motor company. And so they end up bringing in uh, this other firm. It goes very well. Lewis had had a Japanese exchange student at his home. And so he knows a bunch of the customs that are going to win over the Japanese executives. 
Yes. And when we see Lewis use these customs to his advantage, it's it's very impressive. You know, uh, there's a way to show a pro, uh, like, uh, appreciation for something without making it like a caricature or appropriating it. You know, had Lewis come in, you know, speaking in a, you know, an inauthentic accent or something like that. It could, I'm like, like, you like are making fun of these people. But he really did show reverence to this man's traditions. And he said that it means a lot to him and Tanaka. And so it's like, yeah. This is this is the type of thing that works. And Mike is very impressed because at first Mike was horrified. He's like, Lewis, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. They're gonna walk in here, cuss us all out and leave. Right? We might get sued. You cannot just come in here and make fun of people's culture. But Lewis was not doing that. And I think this is a, a side of Lewis that we've never seen before. Yeah. And so it looks like it's gonna go really well, and they're gonna be able to uh get uh this uh, Japanese company to work with McKernan, but then the man in black comes back and says, Hey. Like what happened? Every everything got blown up. Now, now I have no deal. And now yeah. also the Japanese company also pulled out. Yeah, Jack Soloff betrayed them. Uh, and no one should be shocked, right? Jack Soloff is not the same as Lewis. He is he is driven by vengeance and revenge, and he is mad at Lewis for putting him in a situation where Jessica was like. You know, I see that you two are, are are being scummy. You know, like he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want Lewis to betray him, right? And so now he's like, all right, you betrayed me. I'm really going to use all the energy I have left in my body to make life hard for you and probably Harvey as well. Uh, I think Jack Soloff would be a great investment banker. We know they're driven by business mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we, uh, I think when we talked about our rogues gallery of villains, is Jonathan Sidwell uh, in the villains category? Is he like a Mike-specific villain? Jonathan Sidwell is one of the, the burned people though, right? Like he is not an authentic villain. He was fine. He was doing his own thing. He was minding his own business. He tried to give Mike a job. He was scorned. And so it's like, if he's a villain, Mike's a villain. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, specific to Mike, yes, that is one of Mike's like uh like mini bosses you know it yeah. doesn't he doesn't actually count but he will always be a fool to mike ross and mike ross should be to blame for that yeah okay so at the end of the episode jessica comes in because also jack soloff as mckernan motors got dropped uh that jack soloff ended up signing a bigger company uh and it turns out that that is Fletcher engines. And mm -hmm. so now we have Fletcher engines. And now, so Jessica says, you're going to drop Fletcher engines. You're going to bring McKernan back. That's Harvey's favorite client, which a little, I think I'm a little bit on Jack Soloff's side of like, what? We're going to drop the yeah. bigger client because yeah. But yeah. maybe Jessica's like, uh, like, yeah, what do you, what do you care? You wanted everybody to work hourly. So what does it matter if we have a bigger client? Right, right. Uh, I think that, yeah, this is a foolish look for Jack Soloff. He ends up getting uh, Fletcher Engines, but because Jessica is sick of his, you know, she's willing to be like, nah, the, the back alley bullshit that you're pulling off here, I don't like it. And so while you're going behind everybody's back, uh, you know, and and pulling out all these like uh these like creepy ways of of hurting people's feelings, and I'm talking about Harvey and even Lewis. Jack Soloff is getting a little too big for his britches, and so she's like, "Nah, you're gonna drop them because I said so." And I don't care that they're way bigger than McKernan. They've had a good working relationship with McKernan for a long time. It's a, a long standing relationship that you know Harvey has cultivated that has been passed off to Mike and to uh to Lewis. And signing Fletcher, you know, for a bigger deal would be beneficial, but also it doesn't look great 
And from Jessica's point of view, I think she really has to take control of what, like, all this conflict that's going on in her office. So I'm not shocked that she told him to do it. And I think that she needed to because Jack Soloff came out of nowhere and it's going to uh, like, become a huge pain in my ass for sure. Yeah, well, so I know she's tired of hearing about it. Jack Soloff is like, hey, well, I'm going to tell all the other senior partners that you want to keep McKernan because you love Harvey and McKernan is mid and Fletcher was big. And so yeah. and she's like, yeah, well, I know that you got this whole idea from Daniel Hartman. Yes, they said his name. Mm -hmm. They, they said, said his uh -oh, name. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yes, he's hey, back, baby. He, well, okay, Where's so that this same company, uh, Fletcher Engines, if we go back to an episode that we didn't talk about too long ago, season four, episode 13, Fletcher, that Daniel Harmon did the same exact move where that he sent Harvey to go sign McKernan when mm -hmm. Harvey gave McKernan his word. Then Daniel Harmon was like, well, we're going to have to drop them because I've just signed, we just signed Fletcher. So Fletcher is bigger. Yeah. So you have to do what's not the selfish thing. And so you have to do what's best for the company. So Daniel Hardman has been waiting to play this uh, Fletcher over McKernan card for 10 years. Uh, he is finally going to try to get this to happen. It's his finishing move. He, if he can pull it off, then this is a big deal because he knows that would cut Harvey deep. You know, he's been trying to shut the McKernan thing down. And like Fletcher is the very obvious right choice here for someone who wants to make a lot of money. But, you know, Jessica shuts it down this time. I, I like that Daniel Hartman's name came back up because now I'm thinking we might see Daniel Hartman soon. I mm -hmm. don't know in what capacity, but Jessica suggesting that maybe you could go ask Daniel Harbour for a job to Jack Soloff leads me to believe that Jack Soloff might go ask Daniel Harbour for a job or at least hire yeah. him to work with him. You know, they do that a lot on suits. They're like, yeah, um, well, if you don't like it, then why don't you do this? And then the person goes and does it and they're like, what? Yeah. What happened? Just the fact that we ended the episode on like, I know that this idea came from Daniel Hartman. Like, uh, so the, if you say his name and end the episode and not just like in passing conversation, then it makes me feel like that. Okay. It's been a minute since we saw Daniel Hardman, like in the present. And I got to feel like that maybe he's on the horizon. Yeah. He's like Beetlejuice. You know, mm -hmm. you got to say his name a few times and then he'll pop back up. I think that, yeah, Daniel Hardman, we could see him soon. Uh, and, and like I said, Suits does this all the time where I remember one time, I think Harvey was talking to the, to the, DA it said like oh the DA's office doesn't go after people for intent and then in the very next scene it's like so we're going after you for intent he's like yeah. what yeah I figured what? we make history why what are not you talking yeah. about? it's like why why would you do that and mm -hmm. so here she's like why don't you go work for Daniel Hartman and I think Jack Solo's gonna be like maybe maybe I will mm -hmm. actually yeah I wonder what Daniel Hartman thinks about all this and and I think that's the move I think if you're Jack Soloff and you are trying to make a name for yourself at this firm by cutting all the people down that that uh, that Daniel Hartman hates. Why not go make a friendly enemy? You know, like uh, you you hate him. I hate uh, you know yeah. you hate them. I hate them. Let me go see what you got for me. Maybe you can help me out. Here. He knows what Maybe buttons to push. Yeah, like he uh, could probably get Daniel Hartman's sure, name back yeah, on the door. That, that when McKernan comes up, here's right. Here's, here's an Fletcher. idea for you. Yeah, yeah. He's my contact at Fletcher. Yeah, I kind of want to see it. I, I've never been tired of Daniel Hartman, so bring him back. Yeah. Okay. Then we had this other storyline that was going on where Mike and Rachel are making wedding plans. Rachel's dream wedding is at the Plaza Hotel on her birthday. On her damn birthday. Getting married on your birthday is a choice. 
I think that's Yeah, weird. well, we got a, some feedback here from Angela who wrote in to say, Rachel made a big mistake, right? Anniversary and birthday being the same day, that minimizes the attention and gifts. Yeah, yeah. You have one day that is definitely your day, and that is your birthday. And then you could get another day that's definitely your day if you're if it's your anniversary or even your wedding day. Like your wedding day is such a big deal for you in general mm -hmm. as a bride. Yeah. So why would you want to minimize that and be like, it's my birthday? I guess like she can want whatever she wants, but I do think it's a mistake. That was wild. That was wild. I've never yes. heard that before. Never heard that before. Mm -hmm. Never heard that before. Like, what are you doing? But that's her dream. And so Mike has to make it happen. The problem is that the Plaza Hotel is booked for the next five years. And so Mike has to go to the one person who we know can make everything happen. Uh, it's Donna. It's Donna. Okay. Now here's Donna. She's back in her bag of, you know, Donna, she wants fraud. to be out here making, doing, being fraud. Um, yes. So she is, does not commit any crimes, uh, but she's having no luck in getting a date at the plaza here uh, to do uh, this wedding day on Rachel's birthday, which I guess we don't know what exactly uh, her birthday is, but um, I would imagine, you know, uh, I'm trying to have they celebrated Rachel's birthday on the show? I, no, I, I don't recall. No, um, no. Rachel just started getting real lines recently. Yeah. So Donna, she like impersonates like some kind of like wedding planner and like goes and like crashes like a brunch. Okay. So first things first, Donna decides, all right, I need to get more information about this, uh, like this venue and, and like and who is supposed to be having it booked you know, or on the date that we want. And so she calls and first she impersonates like uh, Michael Jordan's assistant. Mm -hmm. And she's like, MJ needs this place. And so you need to tell me who it is and you need to send over a copy of the brochure. MJ's for our son is getting married to Scottie Pippen's wife. We need the, we need the plaza. Right. And the woman is like, what? Scotty Pippen's wife, tell me more things about mm -hmm. this. Larsa tripping. Uh, but you know, I think that uh, yeah, this is this is what Donna does. So she calls in, misrepresents MJ, who I really thought for a split second, Rob, that we were gonna see pop up at the end of the episode. Like, Harvey, what the hell? You know, like why is Donna? You drop my name Donna at the plaza? Yeah. Right. You drop my name at the plaza. I think we listen, suits, writers. If y'all are listening, I know y'all, y'all aren't listening. This happens already. But give me that moment. Let me have MJ or, or Harvey coming in, in the beginning of the next episode. Like, damn it, Donna, why is Michael Jordan calling me? Mm -hmm. You know, um, but yeah, she pretends that Michael Jordan has sent her to book this venue just so they can give her more intimate information about the people who are involved, the wedding planner's name, all that good stuff. So she tracks down the people who are trying to um, who are trying to have their wedding. And she shows up and says, I'm the new wedding planner. I'm French. And uh, and I'm making some changes. So we got rid of the lady, that, Patricia, that you were working with. And now we're changing the menu. And we're going to have the duck a l'orange for you. And they're like, we don't really do duck. We're vegan. And they're like, yep, shut that up. We're not doing anything that you want. We're ruining your wedding day. Congratulations. With the, this is how the plaza gets down. She even has these raggedy brochures that she printed off the internet. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, here's our flyer um, for the plaza, which I'm sure they do nicer things than that. So it makes them look really bad. And this sends the woman into the uh, restaurant to kind of go freshen up. She's like, I got, I need to take a moment. I need to take a walk, get some air. Cause the, the new wedding planner, you know, Donna is starting to piss her off. So when she leaves, Donna tells uh, the fiance, uh, she says, Hey, listen, I ain't French and I ain't no wedding planner, but I do know that you have a mistress. And if you don't want information about your mistress getting out, you're going to change the date of your wedding and do it now. Bye. Mm -hmm. And Donna seemingly gets away with this. Uh, 
I just really think that she should have learned her lesson after the last time she impersonated somebody. Yeah, but this, to me, I don't think that this is a crime, what's happening no, here. but it's a slippery slope. You it's know, like you start impersonating right. random people. That's how you get to the point where you're like, have you ever heard of the National Transportation Board? Mm -hmm. you know, I she, think there's a difference between like you know, a scam and a, and a crime. Like maybe scams not the right word. Like, uh, no, it's a scam. A hustle. It is a scam. A hustle. It's a hustle. Those are scams too. Mm -hmm. You know, she scammed these people, uh, and potentially ruining this woman's wedding day because she needs to get this for, Mike I mean, Rachel, this woman which... is being cheated on. Okay. So she can't have the wedding of her dreams. I mean, maybe she should do better. Stand up. Okay. Well, Donna, lady. If, you really, if you really cared about this woman, you would go tell her anyway. You, How about that, she Donna? might do that anyway, Chappelle. She might. Yeah. Donna has never not butted into somebody <laughs> else's. <laughs> That's what she should have said. Go tell this woman about your mistress or I will. Maybe yeah. I would respect her more if Donna was like, let me let me fight for this woman. Yeah, and, why uh, not just happiness. go tell the woman about the mistress? The wedding will get canceled anyway. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on that. No. You know, some some sometimes people are able to put those differences to the side. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you really have to threaten this man with the fear that there's no way that this woman would ever, you know, uh, see, see past that. Uh, you know, sometimes people can overlook infidelity for certain reasons. And so yeah. I think this is the only the only surefire way of making sure it doesn't happen is by threatening the man with the end of whatever this could be. Um, and just the idea that it could end is enough for him to actually go and change the date. Now, changing the date might be a tough one, you know, to pull off because um, I, in my experience with with weddings, uh, people want what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Try guess, bringing that to your wife with no explanation. She's gonna be like, "What? You got you cheating or something?" Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, I think it, it it might it might uh you yeah. know cause the same reaction after all. Yeah, that woman that came to our table are is there, are you having an affair? Right, she left, and now all of a sudden you got to change the date of our wedding. She's like, "Well, did you hear how awful the plaza was?" Mm -hmm. Right, right. Don't you want to change the venue or the date or whatever the case may be? Uh, yeah, I think Donna might have been successful here, but it was. It was a choice coming from somebody who almost went to jail for doing this exact same thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then we also had uh, where it's some fun uh, Gretchen and Donna stuff about getting uh, the wedding plan and uh, the uh, duck l'orange uh, that gets put on Gretchen's uh, desk. Um, th that Gretchen also is a big movie quoter. Is that like you, you don't get in the door unless you uh, have won like uh, movie trivia? Unless you got a good quote under your, you know, under your hat. I think that it's one of the things that maybe if you're going to work for Harvey and you do your due diligence, you know that that's something that Harvey is into, uh. right? It's just like, I need to impress my boss. Rob, what do I look like coming here to try to work for you? And I'm like, Survivor, not really my bag. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so, not really. A, not really a fan of the show. Sorry. Don't know why. Why would you want to talk to me? About yeah. Maybe that? they you have know, to like, have like fun facts on their resume. Like I know, uh, like uh, two hundred movie quotes off the top of my head. Listen, if you didn't know them, you should be doing your research again. I think that if you really take your job seriously or wanting to work for Harvey, you have to know that you need to have some quotes under your belt. And so she had a lethal weapon on her this time. What did she say? Uh, I've been doing shit like this as it was an itch in your daddy's pants. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, Gretchen. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, the the meetup between her and Donna was kind of cool, very though. Common quote. I, who quotes lethal weapon? I mean, I think the, the only lethal weapon quote that y it gets said a lot is, "I'm getting too old for this ish." Right, right. But that's it, right? Like, yeah. That's it. That's the only one. So, so, so that's a deep pull. Uh, very deep. Gonna, yeah, grab the cat. 
you know, maybe that's for a Lewis, a Lewis uh, centric episode. Maybe that'll come up. But I think that Gretchen meets Donna is a moment that we have been robbed of thus far. And mm-hmm. it starts off with Gretchen kind of being like, OK, Donna, kind of like what you got going on over there. I kind of like your style. And Donna being like, listen, new girl, don't come here with this. <laughs> don't come at me like that. I said, oh, OK, we got we got action. But ultimately, they come to they land on the same side of things. And just Donna has to come to her and say, you know, Gretchen, I probably should have welcomed you to the firm and kind of giving you the lowdown on what's been going on. Kind of, you know, you're new here. You're working for somebody I worked for for 12 years. Why haven't I come and ingratiated myself to you or at least, you know, extended an olive branch or something? But she eventually, you know, they eventually meet eye to eye on that. And so that's where we see that maybe Gretchen and Donna might be a, a powerful duo moving forward. I would love to see that. Yep, that would be fun. Uh, get them working on the same thing. All right, Chappelle, who gets the Liddy in this episode? Is it Donna for getting the wedding at the plaza? No, no, Donna, stop doing fraud. Um, maybe it's Donna. No, it's Jessica, right? It's Jessica. I mean, what did Jessica do other than tell Jack Soloff to uh, cut cut the crap? She saves McKernan Motors. Uh, and did, potentially- I mean, did she save them? I was telling like Jack Soloff, like, hey. Knock it off. I know what you're up to. He has to drop Fletcher. Take this baloney back to Daniel Hardman. Yeah, he has to drop Fletcher. She and he's on notice. You know, I I would I would be okay. Look, so Harvey can't get it. Uh Donna can't have it. Mike. No, no, Mike can't have it. He didn't believe in Lewis. He did it, and also they they let Jack Soloff get over on them. Mm-hmm. Like they, Jack Soloff wins the day, if not for Jessica, and that's mm-hmm. why I think it's Jessica. Yeah, I mean Rachel gets her wedding at the Plaza. Okay, congratulations, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoy your wedding to your fraudulent uh, man. See, if Donna really cared about women, she'd be saying, "Rachel, don't marry the fraud." <laughs> Donna, why do you hate women? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so we talked about some references from this episode. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, I like Gretchen referring to Mike as Opie. Opie. Several times. And mm-hmm. actually, that that's kind of decent. Yeah. Yeah, that could stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Lewis was quoting from uh, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. What did he say? When did I, when did he miss, <laughs> when did I miss that? Um, uh, I, I, he was, uh, basically, uh, talking about how, um, he was going to like, uh, uh, take a, a look at himself and make the change. <laughs> oh my God. He said that mm-hmm. <laughs> and make the change. Yeah. That, 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 that's my song. Yeah. No, I'm going to go see MJ the musical. So uh, this is perfect timing. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. Be fun. I, I'm, I, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I guess I'm busy that weekend, Rob. Thanks for the invite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe when Suits the musical opens up. It, Rob, we would be irresponsible journalists if we don't go. We got to be there the opening night. Together. Yeah. Duh, we got to mm-hmm. be on a red carpet interviewing everybody. This is the official Suits podcast as far as I'm concerned. These people should be lined up to talk to us before going and seeing their big moment. So yeah, Suits the musical. Put us down. Put us down. Okay. All right. Then um, I I brought in the feedback from Angela earlier uh, about the wedding and birthday on the same day. That's a bad call. It just is. It's a bad call. I think you you got to maximize the amount of times people can celebrate you in one year. Because the older you get, the, the, 
Yeah, the less accomplishments you really do. Like you get those those early ones as a child, like you get your birthdays, you get like the graduations, all that stuff. But you know, like once you start to tick off all the boxes, like you need to start to manufacture more reasons for people to celebrate mm-hmm. you. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. And yeah. so yeah, taking away an opportunity to celebrate yourself. And and I don't want to hear this whole like every day is a good day. Yeah, fine. Every day is a good day. But you know, start to name the days, you know. Uh Put a pin in them. Put them on people's calendars and let people really celebrate you. Having your wedding on your birthday is a miss. That's okay. a misfire. All right. Well, speaking of having opportunities to uh, celebrate, okay, uh, this is episode number 66 today uh, from July 29th, 2015. Uh, when we come back tomorrow, we will be back for season five episode seven, which will be the 67th episode of Suits and Chappelle. That means tomorrow is going to be our halfway party. Hey, what are we going to do to party? I don't know. We got to come up with uh, something (laughs) to celebrate halfway through uh, the 134 episodes of Suits. 67 will be our official. When we get done with tomorrow's podcast, we will be halfway through our run. It'll be halftime. It'll be halftime. Do we get a day off for halftime? No days off. Uh-huh. No days off. Actually, Rob, we're going to be traveling uh, very soon. Uh, so we will get the days off a little bit after halftime. Um, but we are still going to have daily suits coverage for you every day here on Suit Yourself. So even if you get, um, <laughs> even if you, you know, get halfway through this, you're not going to get any days off from us. We should be there to uh, make sure that everybody has the suits coverage they're looking for because the, you know, sometimes when the podcast doesn't go out or as early, we do get messages. People are clamoring for this time of content. Yeah. All right. Well, we will celebrate tomorrow when we're halfway through the run of suits. All right. Chappelle, anything else that you want to set up here before we get out of here for today? Got some feedback from Ash Pereira says, so I was helping my mom and this is in the Facebook group. Suits.com slash Facebook. Uh, it says, so I was helping my mom organize her place to get ready to move house in a few weeks. And there was something that she asked me to move from one spot to another. She said, it can go just over there and stand up. And I process- <laughs> processing in my head what she said to me. And all I could hear was Brandon Chappelle saying, stand up. <laughs> so what is happening? I, I'm starting to accept uh, these uh, suits quotes, mm-hmm. or at least uh, suit yourself quotes into people's minds, Rob. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's very fun. So yeah, thank you so much uh, for that. You could send us your questions about all these episodes. Go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. We appreciate your uh, star ratings also and your reviews of the podcast on suitspodcast.com. So uh, go ahead. And halfway is a great time to leave us some feedback. Yeah, I would love more feedback. Honestly, Rob, halfway is a great time to go in and leave, leave us some ratings and reviews because I've been looking at suitspodcast.com and we got like a hundred some odd ratings and reviews, but there are hundreds of people in the Facebook group. So if you're in the Facebook group, slide mm-hmm. over to suitspodcast.com, hit the five star. It's right there. It's on the website. It's very accessible. Hit us a five star and tell us something nice about us. It's, it'd be great to have some more ratings and reviews. We need more people to find this so they can jump in because we have people coming in now from the beginning and they're not they're not watching along with everybody. They're behind. They're trying to catch up and we want more people to catch up and talk about suits. So go and leave us some more ratings and reviews or else. All right. I don't know what the or else is. But <laughs> I just I feel like you have to say it at that point. All right. Well, look, nothing more suits than an empty threat of bluff. OK, so uh-huh. say it. Say it with your yeah. whole chest, Chappelle. Say it with my whole chest. All right. Leave us ratings, reviews, or 
or we will be done with this and you wouldn't have done that. And mm-hmm. we would like to bring you more coverage of things. And so I'm, I'm not saying daily coverage. I won't, they won't make me lie to y'all. But at the same time, you know, if you want more stuff, we got to appreciate what we got. So leave us a rating reviews, please. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We'll be back tomorrow with our halfway party on Suits. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.